for anybody listening, um, you know, the last couple the last couple months, you know, I've been seriously, you know, reconsidering my job. And uh, you know, I've I've listened to the Honest Nurse podcast and Nurse Trish, she is awesome. And uh, you know, I just you know, she said some things changed my life a little bit, you know, 20 20 plus years in EMS, I'm kind of bored of carrying granny down the steps, so I'm taking the plunge. I'm apply I applied to nursing school and I got in. And you know, I know dark side whatever, but I'm going for it. So I, I kind of been asking around because I just kind of jumped into this with, you know, both both feet and you know, I I started asking some of my friends from, you know, nurse friends from the ED that we've known for a while. You know, what can I really expect in nursing school? I got a lot of weird responses and I just kind of wanted to see where, you know, where I kind of I'm going to land. So today, uh I I've got uh I've got not nurse Trish, I got nurse Chelsea. Uh, on here to talk and you know she's an I consider her an expert in nursing so so Chelsea thanks for coming on I appreciate you sitting down um and uh why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself as a nurse and your healthcare and your nursing experience all right well um I'm Chelsea I've been a nurse for about seven years my background is first I started off as an ICU nurse for about a year and then transitioned to emergency medicine kind of didn't really want to stick there just took the job because well, it was offered to me in the interview, and I needed to get back closer to home to working, but tried to leave one time to go back to ICU, and I think, it, like, emergency medicine just kind of sticks with you, so I did transition back, and I've been in the ED now for six years, uh, so exclusively night shifter. You will hardly see me during the daytime, but that's really about it. I love trauma and critical care patients. That's kind of my my little niche. And that's outstanding, and that's why I really wanted to talk to you because yeah, I was night shift for ten years full time before I went to the teaching thing, and I I typically work full, uh, night shift when I work part time, but some day shifts, and you know we we've seen each other in the ED, and you work with my wife, and uh, I, I consider you an expert, and you're you're relatable to EMS. Um, I know you've done a ride along or two with uh with our on our on our ambulances, which is awesome. So, I mean, that's why when I got some of these responses from some other nurses, I was like, I better, I'm going to check with Chelsea. So a couple of things I'm looking forward to, I guess, or, you know, you, maybe you tell me if I'm off the mark, um, people I've talked to in the last couple of weeks about becoming a nurse and stuff I can look forward to really looking forward to getting mad when the medics don't give report. But when they do try to give a report, I'm just going to blow them off. Like, is that, I don't know, does that happen? I mean. It happens. It, I'm not going to lie. I mean, you know just as well as I do, especially if you're coming into, like, the trauma bay or critical care. Like, they have their little algorithms that they want to work through. Um, and I I do feel like, you know, I try to give people a chance. But there's, I mean, there's just, like, there's some nurses, there's some medics that just come in and kind of roll your eyes. Like, okay, let's just get this patient over. But, you know, I, I mean, I try to set a good example and, you know, listening to them and kind of giving them their time to talk because we, I mean, we really don't know anything about this patient without y'all's help. So, I mean, it's, you know, and I, I'm a person that kind of tries to foster that relationship between ER and EMS because it's kind of one and the same. I mean, it's a, especially that type of nursing, it's very unique. You can't really relate to nurses in the ICU or nurses on the floor. Like y'all are kind of all we have. Like if we have a bad night, you know, you guys kind of are the closest thing that we have to understanding. So, you know, I'm all for fostering the relationship, but I'm not going to lie and say it doesn't happen. Definitely happens. Not something that I'm proud of, but 
Yeah. I'm totally going to do it. I'm just going to pretend. I'm just going to look in the computer and just be like, what's the social security number? And then just look up the, the, the EMR. Well, there <laughs> is a method to that. And I know that I'm one that when they start, start talking, I'm like, just give me your tablet, give me your tablet, give me your tablet. But I don't want you to have to repeat yourself. So if I'm like, if I can get the, you know, the EMR already up, like I can type while you're talking. But, you know, I didn't, you know, I, I do think now thinking about it that is kind of a disrespect thing but it's it's really just to try to be efficient when i do it i don't know about other people but it made me sad as a medic but i'm i can't wait to like turn the tables on them when i'm a nurse so i'm gonna i, I mean i'll try and i'll try and keep it under control we'll see is it, is it, is it true that rn really stands for refreshments and narcotics <laughs> yeah so that's that is pretty accurate i mean there's a lot of um you have a lot of autonomy as an ER nurse, but a lot of it is just making people happy while they wait for whatever test. I mean, the, you know, you're not really a, a there's a physician always close by. So, I mean, you know, you have autonomy, but you kind of have somebody there that you're like asking permission for everything that you do. It's the, the autonomy is a lot different than EMS. So yeah, a lot of it is just, just making people happy, getting them a sandwich or they're delauded or a drink or a pillow if you can find one. I, I can't wait to use my uh, my degree to do that. It's going to be awesome. I, I also heard a couple, someone else told me that at least once a shift, I should I should listen to an EMS handoff without asking like ten thousand questions or cut off the medics like every five seconds with other questions. <laughs> yeah. So this um what you're saying kind of brings to mind one time um your good fr- friend uh Clardy brought a patient into the trauma bay and that's where, you know, most notoriously you get interrupted and people just, you know, essentially don't care about anything you're about to say. And he gave the loudest report that you've ever heard. I mean, he was essentially yelling over top of everybody. And I just remember the the trauma attending, he was just laughing his ass off at Clardy because he already knew. He knew exactly what he was doing because he knows people just don't listen. But yeah, I mean... Like I said before, there's those medics where you kind of, they come in the in the trauma bay or your recess room and you're like, oh, dear Jesus, here we go. But I mean, you know, you should. And sometimes you can see improvement in their report. Sometimes people get better. I'm like, okay, I give you a little credit. Like you got your shit together a little bit more this time than you did the last time. That's funny. Well, when, when I become a nurse, I'm, I'm going to forget everything I remembered as a medic and just do it the nurse way. <laughs> So is it when I say about forgetting everything I knew as a medic, like is it important for me to absolutely just forget or not pretend like I don't know the paramedic scope of practice and like what they can and can't do and their actual capabilities that way, you know, I can cut them off every five seconds or pretend like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Uh, thanks. Or <laughs> why didn't you why didn't you put that IV in with that finger pain and make my job easier? Like should I just I should be like that, right? <laughs> Uh, you know, absolutely. If you want to give somebody a hard time, you know, I'm not a paramedic, so I don't really know their scope of practice, but it is really easy to kind of be the Monday morning quarterback. Like, uh, well, this, you know, this was happening. Why didn't you do this? I mean, you know, it, and that's one of the reasons that I wanted to, to do the ride along, not only because, you know, I too am considering a career change of something else. Like I, you know, I do love nursing, the actual patient care. There's just a lot of other aspects of it that I don't love, but you know, to kind of see what, what the other side is like and the environment that they come from. And, you know, during my ride along, like we had a really sick patient and I, I mean, this lady was sick as shit. Like she 
you know, she couldn't breathe. She was diaphoretic. Like she kind of looked like a stimmy, but I mean, hell, it was 500 degrees in that house. And all I could think was like, let's just get this lady the fuck out of here so we can just figure out what's going on with her. And I mean, you know, it's easy now to look back and say like, you know, the lady sat with like in the seventies in her bedroom. Like, you know, you probably should have been more focused on that. But I mean, it is easy to kind of to judge after the fact. But I mean, I, I try to keep that in mind that they're like, you know, unideal situations that they're working in. They don't have an ER with, you know, all of the equipment and all of the resources that we have. It's kind of just them and their partner. And, you know, they're in some place that uh, it has to smell bad because every place I went in smelled like someone took a shit right in the room. But, yeah, I mean, you giving somebody a hard time, I mean, you're Chris Ruggiero, so you can pretty much do whatever you want to do. But... <laughs> So, well, I mean, that's why, you know, I, I maybe I should have done maybe like, a, you know, air quotes, you can't see it because it's you know, podcasting. Um, I should have probably done a ride along with nursing before I applied, because, I mean, you know, you're saying some you're saying some things. I mean, I relate to that absolutely in the field. I mean, I get it. But, um, you know, uh, this whole having this, this, this scope of practice and the, and the standing orders, that is awesome. But. You know, everyone tells me, you know, nurses, you know, pretty much just obey the doctor, no questions asked. I mean, that's really going to be different from me following standing orders and having to call for, you know, a few things. But, I mean, I'm willing to trade that off for a couple other of the perks of, you know, like you just said, being in the ED. It's, you know, it's climate controlled. Uh, there's really good lighting. And, you know, at least I get to take, you know, regular bathroom breaks. I get a full lunch break. I mean, because, you know, if I had a nickel for every time I missed a meal in EMS, um, you know, I should be thinner than I am, but you know, I don't know how I stayed so many years. I mean, so, I mean, I'm looking forward to, you know, I mean, eh, yeah, I mean, you're moving around on your feet all day, but regular bathroom breaks and full lunch break. I mean, you guys have it made, right? Yeah. I mean, the autonomy piece is different and that's something that I, I mean, I kind of look for more autonomy. I mean, I kind of joke frequently with pharmacy, like, Hey, can you verify this ibuprofen? I got a bachelor's degree in nursing, but I can't even override an ibuprofen. Um, you know, and, and whatever my career change will be, like, I definitely am looking for a lot more autonomy. But, yeah, I mean, based on my experience, I've done two EMS ride-alongs now. And the just the environment alone of coming out of the ER where, you know, there is climate control. It's not raining on you. There's no dogs that are, like, you know, growling at you or there's bathrooms that are usable. I mean, uh, Clardy, um, on my last ride along before we kind of left, he was like, you got to pee? I was like, I mean, no, I think I'm good. And he was like, are you sure? Because there's nowhere to go to the bathroom at. And I kind of didn't think about that. And I was like, oh, maybe I will go pee. So I you know, went to go pee at headquarters and then kind of got on the truck. And I was like, well, I guess I'm holding it until we go to the hospital because even the, even the EMS stations that we went, I was like, this seems questionable to pee. And even then, you know, you're kind of on like a high alert like I was afraid to kind of separate from the medics at all to go to the bathroom because like what if we get a call like am I going to get left here at this you know shitty EMS station by myself if I'm if I'm peeing like what's going to happen right. you so know, you were wearing, there like, are you were wearing scrubs on that ride along right like you weren't wearing you weren't like in the EMS uniform like me you got to take the bat belt off you got to hang it on the hook and then you know you get caught with the tones go off you got to put the bat belt back on and the belt keepers and tuck everything back in and you know it's kind of I get it that's why again looking forward looking forward to becoming you know super ED nurse where I just go whenever I want and take as long as I want no no pagers yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing about we've had a lot of people transition from EMS to nursing, and I think the biggest obstacle that they face is kind of like, you know, when you're on the truck, like 
you may have a couple of patients, but most of the time, if y'all are bringing multiple patients, they're kind of low acuity patients. I mean, you may bring two, you know, trauma activations, but, you know, you're not bringing two bad breathers or two, you know, unconscious patients in your truck. So when you're, that's the biggest transition that I see is they have difficulty moving from that one or two patient mentality to like, okay, now I've got four patients and three of them, you know, maybe bullshit, but they still, you know, need tasks or assessments or whatever. And then I got this really one sick patient that I kind of want to spend all my time with, but you know, you have to retrain yourself to time management skills are a big thing, like a big issue with that I see. I mean, they're very competent people usually when they come over, you know, to the, to the dark side, as you call it. But um, it's just the time management aspect of it. That's the biggest obstacle for them. I'm bad at time management. <laughs> I'll get better. <laughs> I'll try. Um, so, I mean, all that, all that aside, I mean, I'm, I'm also, I guess this, this is probably pretty, I mean, this was, this was a questionable piece of advice. Like when I asked, like, you know, what are, what are really, you know, what are real nurses do like what in the ED? This, I, I thought this was maybe a floor nurse thing. I don't know. And I don't, you know, no, I'm not making fun of floor nurses, but I don't really know the difference. Uh, somebody just said white butts hold nuts. That's kind of weird. <laughs> um, I don't, if there's a advanced practice degrees that I don't have to do that. I would, um, I'm in. Cause I mean, I don't really, I've done, I'm not going to lie. I've done that in EMS, but I don't want to do it in nursing. Yeah, no, uh, that is, that's pretty accurate. I mean, most of these people coming in, like if a lot of them, you know, I mean, you know, as good as I do that they're not really that sick, but you know, it is a lot of ass wiping and, you know, hold nuts. Like, yeah, holding a lot of nuts, is seeing like, a lot of a genitalia. Class? Is it like a, I mean, is that really a, like a class? Like, is that maybe an elective I'm going to have to worry about or? I don't so know. As, I'm not looking as, forward to it. As asinine as it is, there really is like a whole, whole <laughs> kind of uh, section in your whatever your fundamentals of nursing is that kind of tells you how to do it. Like as intuitive as it seems to just kind of wipe somebody's ass, like they do teach you how to do that, which is the definition of nursing. They hold your hand for almost everything. <laughs> I, I think you guys deserve a medal for that. There should be there should be extra credit. Um, another person said, just don't listen to EMS reports. And then another one, and this was a person who, uh, they hold dual search. They're a nurse and a medic. And it just said, get us, get a turkey sandwich. And I, I thought that maybe went with the whole refreshments and narcotics thing. So, so a warm, a warm blanket and ice chips and stuff like that. So I think I can yeah. handle that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all. If you can hand out blankets and ice chips, like you're golden, you're golden. All right. So I can blow off all like the advanced hemodynamic monitoring and like all the, you know, like all the fun stuff I'm used to. And then just focus on white butts, cold nuts, get turkey sandwiches, warm blanket, ice chips. Yeah. And I mean, you know, focus on the fact that like, you know, you have a refrigerator on site, you know, you got a bathroom there, relatively clean. We got housekeeping that comes and cleans our bathroom. That's a pretty cake job. All right, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm pretty sure I'm making the right decision. Um, you know, I can't wait to be. I don't know. Do you guys call it like we do in EMS? Do you guys call it like the brotherhood? I don't want to say sisterhood because there's a lot of dudes who are nurses now, and you know, I don't want to. You know, do you guys have like the brotherhood and the cool t-shirts, like stupid t-shirts that are like uh, like we have like race the reaper, I fight what you fear, uh, paid to paid to save your ass, not kiss it. You know, hard. You know, that's just that. I want something like that, but for nursing, like, do we, can we do that? I mean, you know, you would kind of be um, breaking some new ground there. Nursing, I mean, we have a the ER the ER nurses are a little bit more uh, more of that kind of brotherhood kind of mentality, but nursing as a whole is very 
diversified, I guess would be a good way to put that. You know, the ER is kind of like the black sheep of nursing. So we kind of have to accept our own because the floors hate us, the ICUs hate us, the ORs hate us. So I know there's always that argue that, 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 like that turf war between ICU and the ED. I, I like that. I want to be part of that. I want to. I want to. I want to win that fight. And uh, another. I heard. Uh, what's, what's some other stuff? I've heard. Uh, oh, I mean, I've said it on other podcasts. You know, I've, I'll change my attitude probably. But like, if I was going to give the hospital an enema, like the ED is where I would stick the tube because it's just the worst. But I mean, yeah. like that's where I want to work. Like I've been in the ICU with family members. I'm like, oh, it's pretty clean and all the the beeping up there. Like that. I'll. I'll drive, it'll drive me nuts. I can't do it. Like at 10 minutes, I, maybe it's because I have kids and like noises bother me like that. Or maybe it's all my e- EMS PTSD. I don't know. But, um, you know, I just can't, I can't deal with that beeping. I got to get out of there. Get well, out. it's the best and the worst place to work. I mean, I've been there for a long time, but I'm, you know, it's probably damaged me a little bit, but it is, it's the best and the worst place. I mean, if you really want to kind of go somewhere where there's no limits. I mean, you can never say no. You can never say, oh, don't bring this, at least at the, you know, the facility I work at, we can't say, don't bring this, this EMS there. Like, take them somewhere else. Take them to one of the outlying facilities. I mean, we can suggest it, but at the end of the day, like, we can, we can't say no. Yeah, not your hospital. You got the big, the big white T in front of that thing. So, regional trauma center. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, you kind of test your limits as a nurse, like in the ICU, you kind of have even, you know, your patients are really sick and you can't give them to anybody unless you take them to the OR or the morgue. But I mean, in the ER, you know, you get those same really sick patients, but at the same time, like there's always that like lingering thought of like, God, I hope there's like, like a, a bus crash or something that's happening during this, you know, all of these intubated patients that we have, or, I mean, it's a, it's a great place to work. It's a, it's a hard place to start for new grads. Because it's just there's not a good focus on the things that I think that you should focus on as a new as a new nurse or a new you know any any kind of practitioner really, but most of the people that come from EMS are fine with the, like the assessment portion and knowing when people are sick. But when you're trying to learn if people are sick or not sick, and you're literally getting flooded with patients, I mean that's very overwhelming. And a lot of our new grad nurses go through a kind of like a you know there's like a letdown period after school, which I'm sure it's the same as as EMS where you like. I didn't think it was going to be like this, you know, and that, that happens a lot in the ER and we lose a lot of people after a year or two because they just don't think that this, it's going to be like that. There's kind of a, for the lack of a better word, like a moral injury that happens to you and you kind of just, you know, you don't really know what to do with that. So either people leave or they stay and, you know, become real cynical people like me. So (laughs) Awesome. You sound like a medic. Um, I'm glad I talked to you. Um, and you know, I, I, you know, I'm jumping in feet first and, uh, I guess that, um, now that you've got that out in the open and helped me out with that, I, uh, I'm, I'm questioning it. Um, so, but, uh, well, you know, we'll see what happens and, uh, and, uh, re- real quick, um, you know, if, if any of my normal listeners are, are, are listening to this and have been going dude, what are you doing? You're just letting me down. Just, I mean, what are you stupid? It's April fool's. April 1st. Come on. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I would never leave EMS. I love it. I love it. And and let's face it, you know, if you guys are listening to the Honest Nurse podcast, you guys are awesome. Listen to Nurse Trish. She's awesome. You guys can find her. You guys already probably know where she's at. Um, 
on Instagram at all lowercase letters, the dot honest dot nurse. And you can just search her out on iTunes and listen to all her podcasts. She's really helping out those student nurses, those graduate nurses, people thinking about getting into the job. Listen to her. Don't listen to me. Listen to me about EMS stuff. Listen to Chelsea. Chelsea knows what's what. I really appreciate you coming on around here uh, in the upstate of South Carolina. She she talked about them already. You guys heard them on. If you guys want to go back and listen to episodes eight and nine of my podcast, uh, the Medic Up podcast, James Clardy, super rock star paramedic. He calls he calls the nurses uh, in the area the real nurses. RN stands for real nurses. I follow that up with rock star nurses. And let's face it, around this place in that ED, people like Chelsea, they've run that shit. Um, and when we come in, we know we're handing our people off. We're handing our patients off to the best nurses in the upstate. I tell the patient all the time, you're going to the best nurses in the upstate. It's all good. They're going to take good care of you. You know, you're in good hands. So I appreciate everything you guys do. Um, you guys rock. And again, come on, really, Chris, in nursing, what is wrong with you? Why do you even listen to this podcast? <laughs> Um, I mean, so Chelsea, thanks. I appreciate all the help and, uh, I appreciate your candor and your honest answers. And, uh, I don't know. I don't think I could do what you do. So I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Thank you for 